Crystal, uh, I was going to talk to you like maybe over the weekend or something, but we never got a chance to catch up. So, I started uh, day at work today. You did? Yes, it was so fun. So, it was so fun. Okay, what are you doing? So I work at Edible Arrangements now. Oh. And it is the most different job I've ever had because <laughs> my first three jobs I deal with rude customers who just want food. And now I am dealing with internet orders placed by people. However, um, I'm not really associating with mean, rude customers. I am just prepping them for maybe mean, rude customers. So there's not as much people interaction. Who, want, who also want food. They just want it arranged a certain way. They want it arranged and they have money. Because it's oh, not that's important. necessity. <laughs> Yeah, so it's important. it's it's out of it's out of like it's from disposable income. It's a luxury item that you're serving now instead of just instead so of a meal, I'm which not. people are required to eat meals, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So, so cool. So for those that pro- that might not know what edible arrangements is, give a little like thirty second commercial. So, okay, uh, I'm not trained for this, but it was my first day today. But edible arrangements is basically decorated or or designed and cut fruit um, that are arranged in sort of a flower bouquet. So there's like pineapples, cantaloupes, um, honeydew, grapes, strawberry, like chocolate covered strawberries, bananas, um, arranged into a pretty little assortment to give to your loved ones during special times of the year. Cool. So Which instead is- of instead of giving like other gifts or or flowers that people would conventionally give, now they can give something um, made of fruits that they can consume instead of just look at until it dies, right? Yeah, they're they're cut into like all sorts of flowers and and little decorations and stuff, and dipped with chocolate and spr- like you know sprinkled with all sorts of toppings to make it look pretty cool. And I learned behind the scenes of that today, and it was a lot of fun. Cool. So does the position uh is that just arranging the arrangements or is it like sales or delivery or um it's just regular production so um preparing all the fruit uh arranging all the fruit that's basically it and making and making sales i mean um people will call in and place orders online as well so so an- answering that answering asks- phones and stuff too is, is kind of a big part of it too right mm-hmm. okay Yep. Cool. So how much how much training is it or are you already starting to actually work and be an asset to them? Uh no, I was actually working a lot today. Um but it is I mean part of training. I started I started off learning how to cut the basic fruit and how to cut them, uh, of course, in their ways and then now that I knew how to do stuff, of course they needed some fruit for their orders today uh, in the upcoming week, so I, that's what I was doing. Uh, so I was being an asset as I was learning. Kind of like on-the-job training. Yeah, hands-on. A lot of hands-on training, which is Ooh. really fun. So any is, is there any, like, mess-ups? Like, oh, it was my first time. I messed that one up. Is oh, there anything uh, like that where... Yeah, I, uh, I dropped a banana into a chocolate bin when I was trying to dip bananas. It's hard. <laughs> that's not, a, that's not banana- a problem. That is good. <laughs> You're like, oh, now I gotta eat it. Oh, I dropped another one. Now I have oh, to I eat that so one. Too. I dropped the whole. Yeah, no, this. <laughs> no, it's hard because you think it's good until it gets stuck in the chocolate and you can't find it. It's gone. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
And they so see hold on a eight... second. Hold on. That sounds yeah. like that sounds like some that that sounds like a game uh, that a family would play on Double Dare. <laughs> yeah. What? It like, would just be how, like, like how are you fishing it out? Do you just like stick your hand down there? <laughs> what do you yeah, do? You have a spatula, but that's why, like, when it drops, you just you know, in that in the restaurant or in the in the store, it's calm, right? Everybody's dipping their own fruit, cutting, cutting, doing whatever they have to do. But when you drop a, a fruit, you're out of operation. You have to stop your routine and, okay, what do I have to do? Like, you know. Okay, so it, this isn't like, uh, let's say you're on the job for a couple of years or whatever. Let's say that you're like a seasoned employee at that place. It's not like you're going to get used to fishing out bananas. What you'll get used to is not dropping them in there, correct? Oh, yeah. I dropped only, uh, I dropped like five. Five bananas? <laughs> no, five chunks equaling one banana. Oh. No, five. That's awesome. Four, seven, eight. Not five bananas, that's a waste of food, man. So, so. That, no, um, that's called training. You waste stuff when you're training. Yeah, take, take, get taken on a paycheck or something, I don't know. So how yeah, much? They say, they say, uh, you know, in order to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. Yeah. So, in order to make some arrangements, you got to drop a few bananas. Because I've ordered, I've, I've ordered a few arrangements um, for my wife and just for occasions and stuff. I wonder how many of those arrangements were the result I've of. I've been dropping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you this: when I dropped a banana, um, chocolate was just scraped off. It didn't go in the trash. That's fine. Oh, it was still interesting. Used. Yeah, that's so, that's fine. The banana though would have like tore up and like put on something. So I have a question. That been... um, so whenever I go into the store, it usually is just me, and then um, somebody comes out of the back to give me my arrangement, and then I pay for it. So I don't know how many employees are usually back there arranging stuff. Is it like There's a whole about... team of you guys, or this right, is so Alex, how many? Everybody. How many employees? Oh, hey. Well, they can't see anything. You have to explain. This that is like yeah. audio. This is audio. Yes, I, We're recording yeah. an audio show. But in real life, I'm introducing you. To a Alex. new person has walked into the space. Oh yeah, audio podcast. So feel that, feel the space, <laughs> and we now have how many people? It's very crowded in this little phone booth we have. Yeah, so but. We're just, it, People are just going to hear us cut each other off all day. Yeah, much. that's what It's going to be awesome. Anyway. Best episode ever. This is great. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I keep talking about bananas dropped in chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I dropped a lot of bananas. That's it. Okay. And you, and you did that doesn't that. sound... It sounds inappropriate for some reason. I don't know why. Dude, you don't Stop have to... dropping bananas. I will You'll not drop any more bananas. Anymore. Use gloves. Oh. Actually, though, we have we have millennials on the line. We can ask them stuff. This what? Cool. Yeah. We are not. We're just, you know what? Go ahead, interview us. <laughs> I didn't. What why? Do you did, need why to was know? that a? Why? Old, you said yeah. that like it was a bad thing. I'm intrigued. I'm interested. That's all. About? You think I'm a different sort of species? No, I'm saying the world is catering to you now. It no longer caters to us. I have a question. Okay. Oh, great. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Ask the old people. Is Paul literally related to us? No. No. Alright. So no. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Fake, fake cousin. <laughs> That's what we do. It's Fili- fake cousins. Fili- Filipinos have these things called fake cousins where 
the parents are friends and their kids are around the same age and they just all grew up together so we're all cousins basically if their parents are allowed to beat you then the kids are the cousins yeah basically ah. so basically yeah. if your parents if your parents know their parents and everyone's filipino then you guys are cousins oh yeah, yeah. you're right S- siblings twins what? yeah it's kind of like you and erwin yeah what are you guys yeah erwin's not really my cousin oh damn that's cold why you gotta drop him like that huh he is your cousin no, I didn't know what relation Paul was to us, even though he's your Paul cousin. Is family. Yeah. But okay. Confusing Question. the lines, blurring the lines. Yeah. There, so, yeah. there are no lines when it comes to being Filipino. We just said. Yes. Well, not just Fili- Now that's just racist. Why just why limit the Filipinos? I didn't Other say people it. can be our cousins too. Oh, don't well, put me! Don't put me in the middle of this. I'm you just saying that. Are. You are the middle child. <laughs> Even though I'm middle means like right in the middle. I'm like ninety yeah. <laughs> percent. You're like you're like you're like ninety eight percent buffering. Like that's 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 the yeah. Close part of conversation. I'm just yeah zero percent. Yeah. So so as a millennial, whenever you hear the word millennial, what do you define it as? I I. It's, I, it's kind of offensive. Like you hear you hear millennial, and yeah. it's always like a negative. Really? Because it's it's not so. Speaking as middle aged, like I don't mean it that way. Like we don't mean it that way. Yeah. It, 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 if it comes off that way, it's not our intention. Yeah. But um, I can see maybe like, now older, that you say that. I can, I can, yeah. Yeah. Now that you say that, I can see how there could be like uh, a negative connotation. Well, like, yeah, because uh, everyone says like, oh, like millennials are lazy. Millennials don't do this. Millennials don't do that. Because we're not like part of the letter anymore like there there's a generation x y and z and now we're just not oh we don't so so what do you what do you guys call yourselves that that is like a that's not a negative um <laughs> freaking awesome <laughs> 90s, yeah we consider ourselves a 90s kid oh 90s okay 90s kid yeah even though we're uh, late 90s Nineties, we're we're ninety seven, ninety six. Because if you're millennial, you're uncool. If you're a nineties baby, you're cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So we're learning some stuff, you know. Us, you know. I guess the middle age guys learning some stuff. Yeah, full disclosure. Technically, like we are probably Alan. We are probably also millennials, but we're just like right on the edge. Yeah. So it's we we're like can't. Well, and the thing is, like, because we don't, because we use the word millennial not in a bad way. But we don't like the things that we th- credit you guys for for being like, for example, we think that you guys are more technologically savvy than than yeah, we. Than we we have to we have to learn stuff where you guys just kind of know it. So that's why we don't associate ourselves as millennials because it doesn't come as naturally to us as we feel like it comes to you guys. Right. Uh, and yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess with the way technology is expanding. It's normal for us because that's all we know. Yeah, because that's what you grew up with, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that'd be like us. That'd be like us growing up with, or growing like you know, like I mean, the kids. The kids have iPads. We had like Tamagotchis and. and... Yeah, Yeah, but you guys had like internet. Yeah, we had pretty much from the beginning. Yeah, but it's still you still had it. No, yeah, you guys did. Before there was just nothing, right? (laughs) Yeah. There was just using the phone. Um, and just a regular phone that was on a wall. 
like that stuff. <laughs> yeah, a landline. A landline. Yeah, so, yeah. We had a house phone. I could see. Uh, it was the house phone that was like had a receiver and you could walk away with it. Oh, yeah, we did see. Yeah. yeah so but our, I, I, our first phone was not even a cordless phone. You have to be within like a certain number of feet from the base of the phone. <laughs> or, or you didn't get to use it. Yeah. So you couldn't like go to a like a closet for pri- basically you couldn't have any privacy. Oh, great. Yeah. Because you were out in a space and then the, you were tethered. Awesome. But even so think about it like this though, like with the cordless phone, you also couldn't have any privacy because at any moment like somebody could have come and just um like picked up unhook- another phone. Another phone, right? Yeah. And then be listening in on the call if they wanted to cuz if they they wanted to make their own call or something. Oh yeah, no. So, there are times when um Mom was at work, and I would be bored at work, and I would just pick up the phone and um, and listen. This is really, I think, the defining part of, of being a millennial now is privacy, which is interesting because, ironically, like, you have privacy and you have, like, no privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're, you yeah. have You have privacy, but you Am also I understanding that right? are, like, the victim of overexposure. No. Because, of, because, of the way you, because of the way you use the privacy that you, mm-hmm. that you have. Right. right. It's like when you yeah. upload a photo to Facebook or Instagram, it asks you if you have permission for Facebook and Instagram to view your files, and you say yes every time, so you can upload a video. But really, yeah. able to view all your stuff at any time because you gave them permission to. So, right. Yep. Right. This is the yep. So, so there's a thing now, like it didn't even exist when we were uh, kids, when we were like teenagers, me and Christian, and it's a digital profile, like digital f- fingerprint, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's like the internet knows the kind of person you are just based on the stuff you're you're feeding your computer, like based on the data and the information that your computer is telling the internet about you. No, yeah, mm-hmm. you you have like if you notice, you'll click on an advertisement and then you go to like a totally different website, but there'll still be ads on the side, and it's yeah. like what you searched up. Like if I'm like online shopping or something, I'll be like, oh, like this for sale, or I'm like, dude, how did they know I was looking for that? Yeah, and did you know that like I've heard that your your um, the microphone on your phone, I don't know if it's always recording, but it's always listening. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. Well, it has to record a certain amount. It's got to like buffer in a certain thing so that it can catch all of the like phrases to activate Siri or Alexa or all of those things. Yeah. So yeah, the shady area, the gray area is like, how long are they keeping it for? And then the worst thing would be like if they're just storing everything. Yeah, that's scary. Especially like without permission. That's kind of the, that's kind of like the big brother. Like, you know, everything's being captured. So well, like, I mean, I don't like, think we're there, but like Alex was talking about, we're giving them permission. I mean, like I think legally it's always asking us, and all we do is just opt in every time, opt in, opt in, opt in, because it's like the convenient default. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. the side effects and the repercussions we're not even really fully aware of yet. That's right. It's just like the uh, you know like the terms and conditions of any contract you sign via you iTunes or whatever. Through it you know, it's like forty five pages. You're gonna click. I, I read them all, and you continue. Gonna- <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. After forty five days, we compromise your iPhone. You yeah, signed. Like, you yeah. signed a forty five page contract. Did you read it? I, I didn't yeah. read it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who knows what just happened? No. It's kind of crazy because. Um, it's like sort of by design that they have it that way. And then nowadays, like there are groups that are trying to actually make it so that <clears throat> companies are not really like allowed to abuse the customers like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, sometimes it's like we want the candy, and we're like, all right, well, I'll just say what yes to whatever to get the candy, like to get the goodies from whatever app or whatever stuff is out there. So yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm kind of curious, like the ads thing that Crystal was talking about. Like, so how do you feel about that when you see ads that are um, targeted to you? Is that good? Is that not good? Or yeah, is it something that is? Does it make you want to click on it, or is it something that kind of makes you mad? Like, hey, why are you uh, trying to force my mind in this direction? I mean, it's like I guess it's like one of those psychological things that you know when it, it was like when Alex and I were planning to move up here. And his parents were like, man, I've been seeing all these things, all these signs about Kentucky this, Kentucky that. And, you know, so it's like a sign, right? But so every, mm-hmm. like, now that I'm thinking about it, whenever I would go, like, whenever I would be on the internet and these ads would pop up, they would show up more frequently in your head, meaning, like, it'll make you think about buying more, having to have this thing more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, once you, once you see a car that you like, like, when I went to Virginia before I was even able to drive and Queer Christian said what car would you want? And I, for some reason, I said a Honda Fit. I saw them everywhere. I was yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, they keep popping up, and it keeps, it's it's like a sign saying either you're supposed to have it, or, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's like a, it's a trap, dude. Yeah. That's why. Well, that's not even, that's more just your brain. Like, that's like tech for your yeah, brain, not even like computers. If, if advertisements yeah. pop up, knowing that, it'll do that to your head. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, back in the 50s, they used to, uh, Whenever they'd show a movie, they'd show like one frame of a of a, a a thing of popcorn. So it would these people subconscious it would it would make them want this popcorn. So you yeah, that stuff is fucked up. And then, <laughs> that stuff is and horrible. And that's when laws yeah. come into play. Cause and eighteen dollar yeah. large popcorn. Yeah, I mean, and you'll still buy it. And back in the forties and fifties, they they didn't know it was subliminal and was yeah exactly I've, I've also i've also heard that like even nowadays like in the movie theater like if they they go through between each screening and they and they clean the theater right get all get rid of all the cups and like sweep up all the popcorn well like one thing what they could do is febreze everything like kind of make it smell fresh but they don't like they intentionally don't do that because the people that are going into the theater next have that popcorn smell from the previous showing and then it's gonna want it's gonna make them want the snacks too what? Yeah. There's all, all kinds of crazy marketing, marketing tactics these companies use. It's insane. Another one yeah. is for, um, uh, it, and I think they, they, it's for millennials, they say, right? But um, the thing with texting in, in the theater, like there's the signs that say like turn your phone off and don't text and mm-hmm. stuff. But really, if they really didn't want you to text, they could have like a worker in there like like an usher that, that reminds people not to text. But the reason they don't do that is because the people that are texting are the people that are going to the movies. Like, all, all of their paying customers are the ones that are texting, so they, they actually don't care that people are in the theater being disruptive to everybody else really? because those are the ones that are shelling out the money. Yeah, if they, if, if they were to do that with, with – like, if every customer – because I guess statistically, the customers that are texting and mm. using their phone and, they, and they're like um, – the, their backlight of their phone is, is disrupting the movie – that's like the age eighteen to thirty-five year olds that are going to the theater, and so if they if they like um, delete that part of the, the the consumer base, then it's a huge portion of their profit that they're um, that they're sacrificing just to like um, enforce this rule that is pretty much just a convenience for everybody else. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
So, okay. So I guess I could, yeah. Even social media as well. They take a picture of the movie. I'm at the movies and they tag AMC. That's free advertising right there, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it depends on the company, like what they are willing to, you know, settle for or stoop to. Because then there are companies, like it makes me think of uh, Alamo Drafthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, you, are you guys familiar with Alamo Drafthouse? Okay, so for those in the imaginary internets that are not familiar, it's basically like a kind of like a, a like a four star movie experience. You're able to buy um, food over there, and not like popcorn and snacky stuff, but like actual full meals, like restaurant type food, restaurant with a type food, that comes yeah, by, with, with beer, sometimes. wine, stuff like that. Well, exactly. Yeah, Sausage and Grill is what it yeah, yeah it's what a, it's called I guess. It's a, so, yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, what, so Alamo Drafthouse is one such sort of like mm-hmm. um, upper tier uh, sort of movie theater, and so they're very strict actually uh, about uh, texting and will actually like kick people out of the theater. But I, I get what you're saying. It's for the same reason. It's because they are targeting a different group. Oh, they're yeah. not targeting the texters. They're targeting right? the, the upper upper middle class who's going to spend fifty dollars a night for a movie. They don't yeah. want. To mm-hmm. text. They don't care. They're not going to text. They're going to worry about their wine their food, and their yeah. steak and their potatoes. Mm-hmm. They're going to watch their movie. And and yeah. yeah, and also to add to that, the one of the reasons they're going to that theater is probably no texters, no kids, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. no crying babies. Yeah. Where the rest of us, like, hey, if I can pay. Eight bucks for just to go into the theater. I might have to sit in front of a crying baby that's going to kick my chair the whole time. Well, I mean, that's know? like that's like at Pelly. I mean, at Pelly, we didn't. Uh, at well, at the restaurant. Okay, for the internet. Um, a restaurant. I used <laughs> What's Pelly? Sorry, sorry. You'll learn. <laughs> You're good. Um, Pelly Pelly is basically a South African uh, fusion cuisine. It's like a steakhouse. Um, okay. That's based. It's in Houston. Um, and you and you used to but, work there, right? Yeah, I used. Yeah, I was a hostess. Sorry. Okay. Big, but mm-hmm. we didn't have any booster seats or high chairs in the main dining area. Um, one, because it was a fire hazard, and because two, it was a more romantic setting. People are oh, interesting. People are going to spend two hundred dollars on what's called a sabi sabi tour, which is basically a blind tasting, and they're not going to want to be disrupted by kids or yeah. you know larger parties. So these tables and these the floor plan of this restaurant, at least in the main part of the restaurant, was so. Like the number of the greatest number of people you could have in one section was twelve, so yeah. and that was only there was only mm-hmm. two sections of that. So to have smaller parties and higher priced things and not a lot of allotted room for you know larger families or kids, yeah, mm-hmm. unwelcoming. It's just this is the type of restaurant that it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and as yeah. as somebody that like has kids and and uh, like goes to dinner out with the family a lot, I can tell you that. Now, having a family, the way we choose the restaurants we go to is sometimes more about the dining area and less about the food. No, yeah. You know? Yeah. The food has so to be we, pretty decent, but, like, if it's if the dining area is not is not a comfortable setting for our family, then no matter how good the food is, it's kind of a deal breaker. We, we probably won't eat there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So That's I guess why I go to Chick-fil-A, because <laughs> Alan makes fun of me all the time for the Chick-fil-A, but I'm telling you, that is the spot. No, they got, like, the kids' meal stuff where you could trade in the toy for an ice cream, so I give the kid, like, options. They got, like, the play area. They got, like, little... Placemats. They got the placemats uh, with the high chairs, so you can... Yeah, uh, 
exactly. Yeah, the toy, exactly. It's, it's like a reading book. It's like the best toy you can give a kid. You know. Just, yeah. It's not yeah. just a regular toy that's gonna. It's not just yeah. a toy that you're gonna step on in three days yeah. and don't want to. Think. Yeah, I, exactly. I heard another, I've heard something else about Chick Fil A. I don't know if this it's it's happening yet, but there, I heard that there's certain um, there's certain locations where you could go through the drive-through, order your food. And then, and once you park and and bring the kids into the restaurant, your food will be on the table. Like that way, you don't have to stand in line and order at the counter while having to rally all your kids there. What? So your kids could be all buckled up and stuff, and you could order your food. Like, all right, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have this here, but I, but you go through the drive-through, and they pretty right. much bring it out there for you. I've I've heard of that. I don't know if they again. That sounds that sounds pretty ideas. good. And like I was going to say, like that's amazing. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, it is still amazing, but that's not much different than these places that have apps that you can order on the app and then by the time you show up that's yeah. it's, it's there so it's it's kind of like just trying to bridge that gap because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i'll admit i don't actually order a lot of food through app i don't actually think i order any food through apps i don't even think i order maybe i order pizza occasionally you know <laughs> online well we like i'll order chipotle online and then we'll uh-huh. pick it up yeah Can yeah I- so you guys do that yeah we did that in virginia in Virginia with with you guys. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you guys did that. That's right. Yeah. For think, some I reason. See, uh, I think that's a generational thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like what? What? What I was gonna say was, I think it's kind of a new thing. So I don't know. Like, did you guys, Crystal, when you guys did that, did you guys pay over the app too, or did you just yeah, order over the app? We put like our credit card information, and then yeah, it was okay. Just- so. Because I remember um, when, like last year, when uh, our daughter had heart surgery. Um, uh, the, the work somebody at work was able to get permission to where like uh, the the company was going to buy us dinner just kind of like as a as a recognition for you know just like as a as a nice uh, a good gesture oh because they knew about the heart surgery they knew about thing? the heart surgery and stuff That's nice. and like hey we want to we want to buy you guys dinner so um they allowed us to use like one of the company credit cards but uh, the best way for us to use it was through one of those apps, but we found that there wasn't a whole lot of restaurants in our area that were using that yet. It's it's still kind of a new thing, and um, I guess the, in our area, the, all we could find was, like, pizza. <laughs> so it, it, as much as we probably wanted to use it on, like, maybe some seafood or, like, kind of a nicer meal, um, the most practical way was just pizza at the time. Now, like, 10 years from now or five years from now, maybe it'll be different or we'll have a better variety. But I think it's still kind of in its infancy, this whole ordering from an app thing. I've, I've noticed that it's it's more popular inside of a bigger city or even if it's not a big like actually yeah. inside of a bigger city. So in Houston, Houston has like I've, I've told people in Kentucky this Houston has three different loops and it's huge. Like from one side of town to the other, it can be like an hour to an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. in, in the downtown or a little bit outside of downtown, Uber is or Uber Eats or deliveries like that are very popular compared mm-hmm. to here because Louisville is, is is a big city but it's it's still like pretty locally small. And it's underdeveloped too. Yeah, it's guys. it's underdeveloped. Okay. They don't really have these delivery systems, so it's really based on clientele. It's, it's an older city, you know, mm-hmm. old town. So, That's what I was thinking too. Like, are the people who live there? See, people who live in the bigger cities also tend to skew kind of younger. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Louisville is the same way. I mean, you have like your parts where parts, there are yeah. people who you would think, oh man, these are just some rich people from Houston. But then there's this whole <laughs> other side where you're just like, this is just just a small town living people, you know? Yeah. Do, yeah, do right. you find that um, they kind of flock together? Or, and like, I don't know what if it's mean? intentional or not, but like, let's say 
the the older people they're always kind of hanging out in the same area yeah. or the younger people even like not not just work not just the hangout spots but even like when you pass by like houses or apartments or something you're like oh this is kind of like where older people live or yeah, this is I where mean, you've noticed that our complex has a lot of like college students yeah, it's weird. Like, it's, there's a lot people. of younger people in this complex compared yeah. to compared to a complex like next door. Like it's weird. The one next door is like older people for mm-hmm. sure. Like the the elderly. for whatever reason. Yeah. So did you guys do you guys feel like you kind of lucked out in that way, or do you feel like oh man, we we should have moved yeah. the other way? Or it's not really a problem. They're everybody we've talked to has been pretty friendly. Yeah, they're chill. But but I mean, I think I think. We we did luck out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. He's like, but and I was like, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> no, I think I think we we definitely. Well, you got, and you, you guys had the inside track too, right? Because Alex, your brother was already there, so yeah, we lived. Like he probably did a little bit of the homework for already, you guys to say. Already got a friend here. You know? Yeah, definitely better good. than knowing nobody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, had, you, you, you knew someone. You knew someone on the inside. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So what are some? Because um, for both of you, this is your first time moving away from like the big city of Houston to the relatively smaller city of Louisville. So what are the the big things you notice um, just being out there and away from here? Go first. Uh, I I'd say the biggest thing is uh, feeder road systems. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Non-existent and the first time I experienced that was 6th grade we took a trip to Pennsylvania where my father grew up and uh-huh. uh Actually, uh, New Jersey has a, a law where you're, it's illegal to make a U-turn. So wow. the only way to make that. a U-turn is to go on a roundabout. So every light where you have to turn around will have a little deal where you can go around. It's uh-huh. confusing. So when I came here, I was like, oh, I've seen those in New Jersey, but it's not at every light. It's just at major freeways. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's just... Mm. So, that's a big- so the civil engineering, the, whether it's the design or the regulations, it's a significantly noticeable? Absolutely, mm-hmm. and, and architecture, you know, because Houston is so new. I mean, 10 years ago, yeah. Houston half the size, I mean, mm-hmm. at least a quarter the size, you know. So uh-huh. when you look at the architecture here, you have homes that were built in the 40s and 50s that have that typical Chicago-style home where you see it and you're like, oh, that looks like Chicago, you know. It's just it's just that kind of, they call it, the, <laughs> they call it like the, the Mideast, not really the Midwest, but the Mideast is kind of like okay. living, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like architecture. You know, Houston's a little new. Possibly, and I, I would imagine possibly uh, designed f- f- like for different kind of weather conditions. You know, like yeah, the extreme weather is different in that part of the country. In that part of, I mean, we definitely came here in the summertime, so there's definitely lots of you know shorts and shirts. But I mean, it's it gets cold here in about you know October, September. Like so. in Virginia. Yeah, similar to Virginia. Mm, okay. Kind of similar. So we're excited to experience a, a winter that's not. 50 degrees, you know? Yeah. And for me, I think the biggest thing is Houston was so big and it was so, I'm not going to say like loud, like noisy, annoying loud, but it was just, there was a lot going on all at once, you know? And and in different parts of the city, there would be things going on and then on the northeast side that we had no clue about because we're not from there. But for here... You know, for Louisville, everyone knows kind of the same. You know, whether you're on the west side or the east side of Louisville, everyone is, it, it's smaller. So mm-hmm. people know more about certain events and can relate to you on certain things. Have you been here? Have you been there? You know, it's not a huge, huge, huge city. Uh, and also, on the, I guess on that note, there's a lot of, like, parks here. And there's, a, like, the landscape compared to Houston is... 
beautiful well, and so different. Houston's so flat. I mean, you got that. I mean, just mm-hmm. flat. I mean, you go if you yeah. find hills, they're probably man-made. You know, it's just yeah. completely sea level. You know, so but we'll you, go to like parks and there's like huge hills and a lot of cliff scenery. sides, limestone deposits. It's like wow, <laughs> this is just crazy. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's cool to explore like a new area like that, and then also. You, you kind of jumped in both both feet, right? Like, cause you, it's your home. So, I, I I don't know if you like when I was in the Navy, I moved around a lot too, and I don't know if you're experiencing this same thing I did, but I felt that um, because I had already moved into an area, when I went to explore it, like I was, I was really, it wasn't hard for me to find the positives in my new home because I, I was stuck there anyway, you know? So like, Oh, this is cool. I guess I'm going to start running because there's a nice running hill here, mm-hmm. or I'm going to start, um, going to the beach more because there's a nice beach here, you know? So. And, the, and one of the biggest reliefs I think for both of us was being able to go to a store or go to a, you know, the mall or whatever, and not seeing somebody, you know, yeah. kind of having that whole off the grid kind of feel is super awesome. Cause you know, growing up in, in a smaller yeah. suburb of Houston, you know, everybody, uh, local, everybody. Everybody, everybody knows each other. So, I mean, you go into a Walmart yeah. or a Target yeah. or a fast food place, it's like, man, that guy running the counter was in my algebra class. I don't want to talk to him, but I have yeah, to. Yeah, especially, especially at your guys' age, I would yeah, imagine. There's, there's a lot of people no that, so, like, you can't even, you can't buy a pair of shoes without seeing the shoe salesman guy. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's, it, it kind of gets to a point where you kind of feel nice. Like, wow, I can go to any place here and nobody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll probably, they'll probably look at me weird like wow that guy's not from here I can tell by his face he's he's not from Louisville I, mm-hmm. I can tell mm-hmm. you know people look different here you know mm-hmm. they got that Louisville face you know I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that Louisville face we're gonna start the uh, start, let's start the stereotypes now like Louisville face means that like you're probably part of only like one of four families because they just kind of like all intermingle with each other yeah, yeah exactly so like your last name's got to be like one of four last names and if it's not oh you ain't from around here no yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like uh oh so you live in Louisville huh so you going to college or are you retired <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's I. I totally get what Alex is saying though, because like that's pretty much what I did uh, when I took kind of my adventure and my my kind of new home away from home was actually Houston mm-hmm. when I lived there for three years, and then the friends that you know, like I, how you, how Alex has like his uh, his brother and. His brother's yeah. wife, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the so the people I knew was was Crystal and and mom, you know. Um, so just just at least to have some roots to be able to go back to. Now there's probably things that I did that they probably were not relating to at all, and that's fine. But just to know, like I'm not completely alone. But for the most part, everywhere I went, it was a brand new. It was like a new a, an opportunity to just completely reinvent myself if I wanted to. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Really change our lifestyle, you know, health and fitness is yeah. number one, you know, we're both trying to, obviously I'm starting this business, so, you know, we're completely ch- changing everything, you know, just because why not, you know, you, you're, you're given every opportunity to succeed, you know, why not, yeah. why not go for it, you know? Yeah, the one thing I would say I'm a bit envious of you guys for is like, uh, you know, when, when, when I think about, all right, well, if I want to go on some sort of adventure, you know. Of course, there's risks and stuff involved, and of course, maybe like you might not have the most wisdom yet at like the age that you guys are at. But when's a better time to be able to do it? Because as you get older, you get you know more things. You you, you get probably more responsibilities, more commitments, and more things. More 
kind of more to lose, you know, mm-hmm. that that would actually prevent you from even thinking of starting something. Oh, yeah. So um, there's kind of no time better than 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 this in terms of not having um, again, like not having crazy amounts of stuff to lose. Like for me, I have like wife and kids and. Mortgage and stuff. So, for me to just kind of pick up and start over would take a huge kind of amount right there. Or I'd be, I'd be like risking what for me would be just be like way too much. And and as I get older, it would just be even harder to like give that up or risk that. So you've got wife I think, and kids, and you've also got your job. You know, you've got you know when you get yeah. tied, when you get tied down to a job, you really can't leave unless they transfer you. You know, and the yeah. job that I worked at. I mean, I started working at seventeen and never stopped until just a couple months ago and. You start, yeah, you just realize like you know, am I gonna be yeah, the guy? This might be my life. Am, am I gonna be like, the guy that grows <laughs> Sugarland, works in Sugarland, and right. Sugarland, or am I gonna be the guy that explored the world and tried every opportunity I could until I found mm-hmm. something? That yeah, I, you know why? Why not try that when you're 20 years old? Right. You know. So personally, yeah, personally for me, the job thing isn't so much of a like thing that holds me down. Only because like I've been fortunate enough to pick uh, working in tech. So my my uh, major is computer science. And so pretty much I can get a, like a job being a developer pretty much anywhere, mm-hmm. right, in terms of the demand. So I kind of lucked out in that, in that way. And it also happened to be something that I genuinely liked. Like sometimes you'll pick a major. This happened with computers and it also happened with like nursing where people, a lot of people joined that field because they saw like the, the money's into it, but well, yeah, their heart wasn't necessarily into it. What's that now? And the, right. and the job's not there, you know, you, you get this degree and then you get out and then you're like, well, I guess I can be a manager at Dairy Queen, you know, it's all I got. Yeah, yeah. I think right now a big thing is like, uh, or maybe maybe it just might be me being in like the Washington DC area, but cybersecurity, everybody is like no, talking about no, cybersecurity, you know? Yeah, one of our friends is doing that actually. Okay. So hopefully, you know, it. whoever your friend is who's doing that. Hopefully they they do find something they like about it. Like they don't have to love it right away, but mm-hmm. if after some time you realize mm, I'm not really cut out for this, like hopefully, you know they can they can still find something that that is enjoyable to them. Otherwise, it's just kind of going to be a soul sucking experience. Oh yeah, Absolutely. you know. Which is why so, yeah. yeah, which is why we thought it was perfect timing that we both were able to leave our jobs because being a hostess is draining, <laughs> and is- I know being a working sixty hours at a car wash was was super draining as well so it's and now like i never would have thought i would have gotten out of the restaurant industry even though i'm mm-hmm. still in food you know it's yeah great service you know and then with this shot show it's totally different yes yeah, i mean it's really just a labor job you know i mean i started labor job so that's really new for me yeah, yeah and that, yeah and i would say also like i mean there was a time so when i was a, a a programmer right for in in california and then i gave that up uh, when i tried to finish my degree and i moved to houston um for one summer it was a different it's a different story but basically like my dad got pissed off it was a misunderstanding of some sort that happened um where he's just like yeah you need to go get a job now so alan knows the full story which i'm not sharing right now because we're already like 47 minutes into this. The internet don't need to know that no they'll know one day just not this episode but basically um so I worked at uh, Fry's Electronics as a clerk, right? Like at the front desk, like probably the the most kind of basic entry you know, level, sort of job. right? Entry level, entry position. level. Running it cars, wasn't a sales position. Yeah, cleaning yeah. toilets. Yeah, white button up in a tie, looking all nice, right? <laughs> oh, especially during August when you got to run carts and clean bathrooms. Oh, that was 
awesome. So you know, but but the thing is though, um, I had already had my opportunity to, you know, uh, live on my own, um, um, kind of be my own man, figure out what I wanted to do. So and I knew like my main goal was college, like to fit. Uh, it's not for, well. It's not for everybody. At the time, my main goal was like I wanted to pursue college anyway, and really like I, I don't know. My dad was like trying to teach me a lesson by saying get a job, and I'm like, all right, well I'll get a job. But the thing I learned about um, from I, so I actually did learn something even from like working at Fry's, even after having like you know about five years experience being a being a programmer and doing a white collar job, mm-hmm. which is um, like basically. Get, giving genuine customer service to people, you know, um, treating coworkers with respect, uh, like setting proper, like expectation, do like the simple things like showing up on time, you know, to the job, showing up with like with a smile, like the, all that stuff is, uh, is stuff that right now, actually in my job now being a government contractor, kind of being one of the, uh, you know, some people would say like being one of the sellouts, so to speak, is I actually have a certain attitude about my job that makes it like, Oh, you're not like, you're not just a cookie cutter developer guy. Like you have, you have some social skills. You yeah. have, yeah. You actually care for people, and I think everybody should at least work a restaurant or a retail job or any so, job. Just once. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I yeah. would agree to I, that, and and I, and, and, and lesson learn lessons from that. Like I think that's the thing is hopefully the lessons you learn as long as you don't forget them, then. And I, you know. I, yeah, I, I was gonna. I can. I would. I would agree with both of you. Like. um the whole uh, recommending the retail and the uh, restaurant job, I think it's uh, an indicator that you, Crystal, and, and probably Alex, you guys really picked up a lot from uh, like the quote-unquote regular jobs that you guys had. But I think the important thing is whatever job you have, whether it's retail or, or sales or, or labor or anything, to, just to pick up something even though – like there's really more to work other than just the paycheck. No. In fact – the paycheck is actually like just one of the it, – it's it's almost like um, a footnote in the type of fulfillment and the type of um, purpose your job will have, you know. And a lot of a lot of uh, people don't realize that until later on. But um, if you keep your eyes open and your ears open and you acknowledge that um, there's something to learn here, then it really uh, changes the perspective on like the monotony of, of those kind of regular jobs – and in hindsight, uh, you'll be a better person for it, even though, like, it might at the time it might feel like kind of a waste of time. You'll you'll realize that like no time is really wasted if you choose not to waste it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you said like wasted like three different times. So I kind of lost a little, but it's okay. <laughs> I guess I don't. I'm, but I'm beyond it. I don't need to. I don't need to learn I guess that I, lesson. I guess I wasted the, the the term wasted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. At the same time, though, you know, sometimes you got you got kids to feed. You got you know you got to make that money. So yeah, right. You got to keep I mean, your eye I, on that too. Yeah, I think like it, to me, if the, if the bills are paid, you know, and you have the essentials taken care of, you have to do that first, right? I mean, you're not going to be able to ex- to to drive cross country if there's no fuel in the car, right? Yeah. But um, other than the essentials, really, like the world is is your is, is yours to explore and i think especially after like uh like after high school or after a certain milestone in life 
um, people are, it's like a very pivotal time when people go through, they're going to choose one road or the other. And like high school, for example, like people join the military, they go to junior college, they go to a four year university, they start working, um, or, you know, anything else really to me, one of the common like uh, denominators is your, in, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but one of the common denominators I think is you're looking for a fresh start and when there's an opportunity for a fresh start, then it's really important that you capitalize it, capitalize on it if you can, because um, th- those opportunities don't come very often. You know, like it's whenever they, whenever they're there, mm. it seems like oh, I wonder if I should do this, or I'm, I'm maybe I should just kind of be comfortable with where I'm at, or I wonder if the risks are worth the reward. But those fresh start opportunities. They're they're not they're very rare and they're really precious. So, like it, with with you guys, I think I really commend you guys for taking that on. And I'm, I know there were naysayers because I've had fresh starts before, and there were naysayers every time. But um, yeah. but regardless of which path you choose, there's gonna be people that are gonna try to tell you to to not take it. Yeah. And so, um, haters gonna hate, man. Yeah. 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 And and they're and they're basically you're not gonna find a path that everyone around you is satisfied with, mm-hmm. you know. And hell, if you if you think you have one of those, then you're probably the one that's not satisfied with it, and yeah. which is a terrible reason to choose that path, you know. Yeah, I don't even go down a path that my wife is happy with sometimes. So that's <laughs> like it ain't even like haters. It's just like just people. People are just different. So you know, you just and then you gotta like brush it off and. You know, just remember, like, hey, I kind of tell her, hey, you you know who you married sometimes. So, like, you know, just move on at that point. So, but, yeah, I have a couple of those zingers. She doesn't like them, but it's like, I don't know. So, sometimes, sometimes you find out the past she doesn't like, and then you go for it. <laughs> yeah. No, they call that, uh, what do they call that? They call that, like, asking for forgiveness instead of permission. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you don't know until you, you know, you find out. Like, I, yeah. But that, I mean, if you if you're too scared to like just make any mistakes, and mm-hmm. then why are we doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So, are you guys close to close to um, either like UK or Louisville? Univer- like the so the University of Louisville is actually a <coughs> excuse me is actually a downtown on the, on the Ohio River. It's in the uh, KFC Yum Center where they play basketball and they got a football That's not stadium. The whole yeah, but college though. But they can, but they they play basketball in that stadium. Yeah, but that's supposed to be that's where the college. Yeah. Why was I Why was I shocked that the sponsorship for the stadium was KFC? Like yeah, I shouldn't no. be surprised about that at all. Well, I don't get that. But actually, uh, there's like a huge rivalry here. Like we sure. were the first day we were here, we were getting our electricity bill on, and the lady who was helping us was obviously waiting for the computer to load. And she goes, "So are you guys a Louisville fan or a, or a University of Kentucky fan?" We're like, uh, "I don't know. We're actually from Houston." She's like, "Okay, well." They if take it real if seriously. If anybody asks you that question, like, don't answer it. It's a trap. They're going to just argue with you if you pick the wrong one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nice. Really? Really? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, You know, you got the UK guys who just, fl- uh, you know, throw around the championships. Like, oh, championship, 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 championship. Yeah, yeah. Look at my team. Look at the super team, you know? So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I don't get into that. But uh, University of Kentucky is like a 45-minute drive to uh, Lexington, the nearest uh, city to us. It's about okay. a 45-minute drive. So it's pretty close, you know, kind of like a... You know, Texas Long, Texas A&M. Like cross-town, yeah, like cross-town rivalry sort of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. 
relate to that. Well, I mean, for a little perspective, my wife actually she she kind of takes pride in in her alma mater as well because uh, she went to school in uh, University of Florida, and it was during the time when both they they had like football and basketball championship like the same year oh. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But when she did her uh, master's work, because um, she's smart, I don't have a master's, but anyways, <laughs> she did her master's in uh, in Florida State University. So if you don't know, like those are You're those like, are traitor, the rivals. Traitor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but it's like, dude, if they offered you a scholarship, you go get that. Like, just do what you gotta do. Probably. You know, like what? You gotta get that free education. You know? <laughs> Yeah, whatever school is giving you the scholarship, you're like, yes, thank you for recognizing my greatness. Thank you for. I'm coming. So. What kind of uh, what kind of uh, what do you miss about uh, being in Houston? Like food? Is there a certain food that you I mean, that you miss? Or I mean, the obvious is Whataburger. I mean, anybody who's not from the, and Jack in the Box. Anybody anybody who's not from the Southern United States doesn't really understand Whataburger. Well. So this is this is true because I I don't understand Whataburger and I went to Houston so you're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Whataburger is it'll change your life, you know. But my brother actually just showed me a restaurant here called Rallies Rallies I think is what they call it. Excellent food. They also have White Castle up here. We're we're digging White Castle. Yeah. They have White Castle in Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. It actually like started here. Isn't that what it? Oh. Is that the... I don't know the details. I, think- I thought I thought it was associated with Jersey because like of the movie like uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and I think they're in like Jersey or something I think, like that. I think they made the movie famous, but uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost well, we made it. I'm almost, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm almost certain it started in Louisville. Like I'm almost certain also, uh, there's like a big okay. like in every almost all of them and there's like a big story about it and all. I miss I miss some of my friends. Yeah. I just I just as as much as I love starting over and not knowing anybody. Like, like today, okay, <laughs> today we, well, his brother-in-law, I mean, his, his brother and his sister-in-law are leaving, so now it's just me and Alex here, and, mm-hmm. you know, so today I was sitting here and I was like, man, you know what, I wish I could hit up, like, like a friend and say, hey, let's do this, you know, hey, let's, like, we have, like, one friend here, and uh, we don't have his number, but, you know what I mean, like, just, <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah. It's all right. It's gonna take so it's gonna take some time. Uh, how, I mean, how, how you've been there for like a month? A month. Not uh, yeah, I was gonna say not even two months, right? Well, that's that's technically so. it. That's technically Alex's like cousin-in-law. But yes. I, yeah, yeah. But of course, she's starting to work, and she's she's like in the her her work environment, and her managers and her coworkers. So I think she'll make friends. Pretty I just fast. yeah, I just miss I guess the. Uh, the... I mean, he's going to Whataburger and Jack in the Box with all these friends. <laughs> no, that was what I was thinking of. <laughs> no, he mentioned food, and I said, uh-oh, Whataburger. <laughs> he did not mention food. He yeah. said, miss most. Yeah. And then he said... Yeah. Food, oh, 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 so, yeah, yes. He did say food, but yes. But I, I can relate that, to that, though. I miss the, the, I guess, the advantage of being close to, you know, you know, the people I was close to. Maybe, what? <laughs> maybe knowing your area, there have been times where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, where gonna, am I'm taking I going? this left to go to Walmart, and then I'm like in another subdivision. I'm like, where did I go wrong? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know? So yeah, learning yeah. a new area is a little challenging. But Yeah, I definitely miss the parallel highways of uh, of Houston, but mm-hmm. yeah, right. I don't, yeah. I was going to ask Alan what he missed about Houston. I forgot he's in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I was like, what? No, not a bird. I was just like, oh yeah. Well, what about you, Al? Wait, never mind. You're still there. You got it. What do you, what do you miss about Houston? Me? Um, yeah, Christian. What do you miss about Houston? Not in Houston. Uh, 
He's like, nothing. Probably <laughs> fries. Working no, at no, fries. No, not working at fries. <laughs> well, working at fries because I was like checking out girls all the time, probably. Like, that was fun. That was fun. I will admit. Like, that was like, like hitting up random people. <laughs> and they just be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing whatever I want. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but like those, those kind of, kind of like, you know, debauchery days, so what are we gonna do Friday night? Are we gonna do Saturday night? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so building like not having any friends either, so just figuring out who all right, who am I gonna make as friends? And uh, like I'll be honest, the first friend I made probably wasn't like the highest quality friend I've made, but it was like kinda slim pickings, you know, at the time. You you do what you can and then but like those those people like make you bump into other people as well. So yeah, it's, it's better to yeah, to have somebody who's at least an acquaintance that like maybe bumps you into your somebody who's like actually legitimately cool. So, well, um, well, yeah. what do you guys miss about? Um, because I can't speak on this topic as much, but I know you guys can. What do you guys miss most about California? In and out. Oh yeah, that's yeah, in and out. But no, nah, that's food though. That's just food. That's fine. In and out. He's had a bad experience with in and out. That's okay. That he doesn't know how to do it right. That's fine. No problem. It's easily solvable. So many people, they're like, I don't get what the big deal is. I'm like, it's because you probably ordered wrong. Did you order off the menu? Mistake number one. I got a, what a, so, double. I don't know what you with, got. I was like. With animal style fries. But no, the problem was like, I don't know. I just had a bad experience and ended up throwing up on the side of the road. And like, all I tasted was animal style fries for like a week. It, was, it wasn't good. Oh, uh, yeah. That that wasn't cool. All oh, right. That'd be awesome. That'd be the best throw up ever. That'd be the best throw up ever. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> do it again. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. No, but uh, besides the food. Yeah, so I would say the, the thing weather. I miss most about California. Yeah. The weather. Weather. Um. Like uh, not not having uh. The video games, video game nights, poker nights, playing freaking Smash Brothers and Goldeneye all night. So and I got a test more, the next day. That's high school days, I guess. Yeah, you're, well, yours is just more the age you were when you were in California. But I think the question was, <laughs> what do you what do you miss about the location, California? Oh, was that the question? Yeah, because you just asked me what I missed about Houston, and I didn't say my. But you said your friends, title. right? <laughs> you were saying your friends. Yeah, my friends are in Houston. They're located in Houston. I have their locations right now. Yeah, so the the friends in that I had in California, I can't miss like I miss. Oh, I know what I miss. I miss Sunday morning bowling. There you go. Something Sunday like morning that. bowling. I miss yeah. that there was uh, basketball at every park. Because I miss that we were five nice. hours away from Vegas. Vegas, yes. I miss that we yeah. were like four hours from. No, I don't miss Tijuana. Never mind. What do you miss from Disneyland? That's yeah. kind of yeah, that's, that's that's actually probably something you miss more than we miss. Well, huh. Disneyland. Yeah. It was the first time that like I think I went to Disneyland and didn't ride any of the rides was when I went with Crystal. Oh yeah, I went. Oh all- yeah. And it was that was fun. Waste. It was a waste of time. No and man, it was. That autograph was, was eleven dollars. No admission was like oh, ninety yes. bucks. How much? Admission. It was like ninety bucks. Oh yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how you talk about the autograph book. It's like that wasn't the that wasn't what we're talking about. But for me, I saved up. They were like, "Well, you want the autograph book? 
save up for it. So I. So spent- how old are you at that time? You were probably I like ten. Like, yeah. So okay, so me and Christian, like while you were in line to get an autograph from from Goofy or something, <laughs> me and Christian were talking, and we were like, you know what? Like we were, we're this week we're here for all of us, and today the re- the reason we're at Disneyland is for Crystal. So if she wants to stand in line and get autographs from all these different mascots and yeah. make believe princesses, then that's what we're gonna do. Because you know what, you know, because yeah. you know what we were seeing, we were seeing like families. The, and the kids were crying because their parents were dragging them to like parades and rides, yeah. and they had to like maximize their time because they spent ninety dollars at the on the tickets. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know what? I mean, the best way for us, we felt at the time, the best way to, for us to maximize our day is to let you do whatever you want to do. And yeah. if that was waiting in line to get all these autographs, then that's what we're gonna that's do. It. Yeah. And if we happen, if we happen to catch a parade or 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 get on a ride or something that was like icing on the cake yeah but yeah when it was we the only reason we were there was for you if it weren't for you we wouldn't have been there so that's yeah so we we kind of justify that in our own minds that it wasn't it was fine you know yeah you're right yeah so it was was an experience we wouldn't have had that experience i'm not saying i regret that experience i'm just saying legitimately first time i went to disneyland didn't ride any of the rides it was with crystal (laughs) Great. And that's yeah, and that's is. why the, and the, the memories of Disneyland are different for you than for like for me. I, I actually miss Six Flags Magic Mountain. Uh. Yeah, because when I moved to Houston, they didn't have Astro World anymore. So my only Six Flags I think I've ever been to is in Magic Mountain in California. In California. I, I also miss uh, uh, one that I don't know if you've been to Knott's Berry Farm, which is kind of like a local I theme park. That, that place. Yeah, it's like near Disneyland, but Disneyland is more touristy, and Knott's Berry Farm is kind of like where the local people hang out and it's and it's it's cheaper and it's not as crowded as Disneyland. They have a place here called uh, Kentucky Kingdom. Six Flags, Kentucky Kingdom. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's six a Six Flags. flags. Cool. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. cool, yeah. cool. We drove by on the freeway and we're like, oh, there's the Kentucky Kingdom with the water park, the Hurricane Bay. Or yeah, it's called thing. Hurricane Bay. There's So there's there's two, there's a like a regular <laughs> roller coaster park and then there's a water park? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that should be fun. That should be really fun. Yeah. We haven't gone yet. We need to go. Yeah, we we uh, we might go for like a little. They call it like the fright fest, you know, for like the Halloween. They have like the people dress up in masks and walk. Oh yeah. People. Oh yeah, I've heard of those. Hell no, I ain't going to that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You no. awesome on that one. I'm not doing that. I'm staying home. Yeah, me and Crystal, we're just gonna hang out at White Castle or something at White Rat rallies. <laughs> we had we had White Castle today. <laughs> so I've actually and I've actually had rallies when I was in South Carolina. They have rallies and they have another thing called checkers, which is like the, basically the same thing as rallies: burgers, fries, colas. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll hang out there. I, I don't do that fried fest stuff and haunted houses. Uh, uh, you want to see uh, a grown man pee himself? Then I can go to one of those, but. So California, Houston. See, that's cool. Like this stuff that's like the past now. That's that's this is the next stage of your jersey. Oh, that your is journey. So great. I mean. yeah. My jersey. It's the next part of your jersey. Sweet. But yeah. Oh my. But it was cool. I was cool. Um, actually, learned a lot about Alex too. So uh, yeah, that's you guys. Obviously, you got a whole bunch of us. So thanks for uh, awesome. joining was, uh, on the podcast. Great but, to be here. Yeah, I mean, so pretty much what we do is like. So I guess I'm gonna cut it right now. By the way, so okay. Bye. I'm going to stop recording. Bye.